How does it make you feel to think that you may never step foot on a red carpet ever again for real? So does this mean that I can like order a red carpet from FedEx, put my laptop in the corner and play Hulu movies and just like play dress up and play house for the rest of time for free? For free. So that honestly sounds absolutely not ideal in my honest, humble opinion. I have to be honest with you. I think that I would be sad. Like we poke fun at it. But it's like all that I've known and I just feel like, am I going to go live in an igloo on Justin Timberlake's Montana estate for the rest of my life? Or A what? whole new world. No, but actually like what is going on? I mean, you guys, as this Corona V situation continues to evolve, it's a really real conversation of like, are there going to be movie premieres? Are we only going to watch things on Netflix and Hulu? Will we not be able to go to a movie theater until there's a vaccine? And like, these are really real discussions. Like, will we have to have a poll to interview people on red carpets? Will there be red carpets? Like Taylor, what's your take on all this? Guys, it's so crazy because as some of you may know, on my site, talk to me, I would interview celebrities on a selfie stick and we would literally be swinging from each other's shoulders, like picking each other's noses, playing with each other's push-up bras. And now people are literally like, not only do we think red carpets may never happen again because the California governor, Gavin Newsom, like wants to forbid gatherings over like you and your aunt in your yard. Until AKA Hollywood time. is canceled. 100%. So for all of you guys in Nebraska who thought you can go walk on the Hollywood Walk of Fame and get a picture next to a Jagger star, let me tell you something, walk the other direction, save your 50 grand and go home. It is not happening. And it's crazy to think I, one minute I was having these interviews with all of these people, like in my armpit. And the next thing, you know, literally a red carpet may never see the light of day again. And it's kind of scary. It's like our livelihoods and we love it, guys. That's why we have this, even though we shit on it 25, seven. I mean, break up with your Corona. I am bored as fuck. I mean, Taylor and I were just talking about, I don't know how it is for you guys, but for us, like not being out and about on the streets, you know, doing what we do, getting that tea, literally it's like our moods are zero to a hundred. It's literally either like one day you get up in bed, you don't want to move, remove all the scissors, sharp items, envelope openers, knives from my house because I am a flight risk, or I'll wake up and feel like fostering four kittens and going on a three mile run while playing Selena Gomez songs. So we are literally in this state of like literally living in the Truman show. Like it is a cluster fuck. I know. And I think we want to get people on the show, whether it be other celebs or screenwriters or directors, because you guys here is a fucking alert for the media, all of your shows and movies and all that shit that you love and escape to guess the fuck what that shit is in the abyss. They're not shooting right now. They can't. They'll have the police on their head. And what about reality stars? Like keeping up with the Kardashians films year round. And it's like, are we literally going to like see Kim and her glam squad standing 12 feet away from her using a brush, trying to create some new makeup artistry trick to make sure she looks good for her Zoom interview with The View? Let's talk about that. I mean, okay, listen guys, like I don't know what you guys look like right now. If you have makeup on, congratulations. The only reason why I have a sweater on right now is because I had a Zoom interview before this. Otherwise, Taylor can attest to this. I'm in a big t-shirt, usually put on pants around 1 p.m. when I get cold and don't feel like putting the heat on. My hair has been in the same braid for three days. My roots are atrocious. My extensions are a rat's nest. It is not a cute scene up in here. No. It's just not. I know. Well, to think that we have the nerve 
to complain about going to red carpets and we would leave early to go and sit home and watch Netflix by ourselves. Like to think about how deranged we were, like in hindsight, if we only fucking knew, like if I had a red carpet tomorrow, you better believe I'd be rolling it out. I would join the janitorial staff. I would join the PR team. I would put up the stickers. I would put up the microphones. I would stay and clean up the popcorn after. Like I would never leave because now I'm like, holy fuck, I cannot stare at my wall any longer. I would bring a tent and set up shop like this is a real thing it is horrifying and I'm bored can I say something though because people are actually talking about this because you guys have seen like late night hosts Jimmy Fallon Mm -hmm. and all these people are literally like doing zoom interviews from their basement and it's putting all of us on like one level playing field I will say what I love about interviewing so much like I love touch I love touching people I'll touch people's arms and like touch their bodies. And if like, you've ever been victimized by Taylor Ferber, raise your fucking raise hand, your, put I, it in the air, put your gel and nail polish breaking off acrylics in the fucking sky, yeah. baby. Let's go. And guess what? I'm not going to fucking apologize. Cancel culture. I like touching people. And that's, what's so fun about doing interviews, getting and intimate that, and getting comfortable. 100%. So like people are talking about celebrity interviews from here on out. Like literally people are saying, like Emily said earlier, okay, if red carpets even come back, what are we going to do? Send them a carrier pigeon across the way? Will we have press junkets on FaceTime? Will we be wearing masks during interviews? Will we be having Zoom interviews Will for we everything? be having award shows? Will the Emmys happen in <gasps> September when we're literally like Dude, so Viola Davis on one side, Chrissy T on another, like every corner of the room. I mean, what is going to happen? Listen, guys, like we said before, I love a good night in. I love staying home, but it's a fucking different story when the government tells me I have to sit home and when it ruins my livelihood and when you don't know what's going to happen for the next 18 months. That's different than taking a night off and watching Netflix. And now, like Taylor and I said, we would literally rather like become part of the wait staff and like hold Beyonce's dress than like sit at home and stare at our windows and count how many freckles we have. I know. But here's like the flip side of that is what you guys may or may not have noticed is that red carpets and celebrity interviews have been shit for such a long time anyway. So this is such a weird thing because A, we miss it, but B, we're like, it's literally been such garbage anyway since like 1999 that maybe this is like the shakeup we need. And the perfect example is when I first started doing interviews, I had like the most fun interaction. She and Cole Sprouse basically had a heart to heart. Did each no, literally braided each other's hair. Like no, his literally. hand was in her weave. Danny DeVito. I have a video of him and he had me like take my shoes off on the carpet and was like talking about my boobs. Again, cancel culture. Shut the fuck this up. This is pre-rapture guys. Pre-rapture. Michael Douglas. I have a video with him like grabbing my nose. That was maybe like three, four years ago when I first started my site just to like give you some context of how red carpets have been lately I want to tell you guys about the most recent interview I had before all this corona shit went down with one of the Hemsworth brothers okay oh 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 this is not magic step out of your western cowboy boots in Westworld you guys because as much as you want to believe this shit is a simulation it happened so take it away sis okay so I was covering the Westworld 3 premiere which just came out and this was like Corona V was pussy popping but not to the point where like Eric Garcetti was haunting my dreams every night Yeah, not the point where they can cancel a Mulan premiere when the plane from Wuhan literally just landed at the Kodak theater we're not at that point yet boys and girls I asked Luke Hemsworth who is the equivalent of like 
not even Kevin Jonas, but like their palm tree in their backyard. It's like the brother that everyone's like, wait, they had another brother. I didn't even know. That. It's the Frankie of the Jonas brothers. Right. Which I didn't even know until just now. So this man, I'm on the carpet and I ask him in like a really fun way. I was like, you know, when you're not working, when you're not busy and you're not doing all of this, which of your brothers is your favorite to go on a double date with? Is that the most offensive question that your ears have ever heard? It is like you were personally saying, I think you would be the iconic fit to join Scientology. Was that me being China, trying to persuade him to join our bat labs and get in on this fucking conspiracy for world domination? He is Donald Trump. You are who? So what happened next? So what happened next was this fucking man looks at me blankly in the fucking face and he takes a second and I'm like maybe he's gonna he like laughs and chuckles and I'm thinking he's gonna give me a cute little answer hence you know my brother Chris loves to throw back a beer Chris is a good one to go on a date with or you know Liam he always shows me how to play dominoes the right way or he could have said something simple like we all have fun together if he didn't want to get specific and let me tell you that still would have been a motherfucking headline how hard is this you could be sedated and answer this fucking question so this man so taken aback so thrown so offended by my fucking question chuckles looks me in the eye in front of every other reporter and goes goodbye and walks the fuck away i literally am so appalled that i look at him and his publicist and i go oh okay then good talk and the sad part is you guys this is not a rare thing obviously it's jarring when it happens but the amount of times that people literally walk away from you like you are dust under their shoe you are gum on their gucci they look at you and they're just like no, I'm not going to do that today. Or no, we're not doing that. Like full on. I've literally seen a video interview. This is so awkward. Of busy Phillips being interviewed. Busy Phillips is best friends with, um, what's her name? Michelle Williams. And like the reporter like was trying to ask, it was right after, I don't know if you guys remember Michelle Williams did this whole vanity fair feature about how she had just gotten like remarried, like secretly all these things. So the reporter likes talking to busy Phillips, probably about her like book or dumb talk show that got canceled. And she says, Oh my God. So like Michelle busy cuts her off and goes, no, no, we're not going there. We're not doing that. And the reporter didn't even edit it out. You guys, I have footage. There's evidence like busy said, and the reporter turns bright red and needs to recover immediately and can't be like, Oh, okay. We're just going to see how she's doing. Can't fight back. Can't talk back to the teacher. It is literally like you are put in detention. You are put in the doghouse, and you are made to feel less than for asking a fucking question about this girl's best friend. If she's happy, like you can't even throw us a bone and say, she's really happy. She's doing well. I don't need to know what their married life is. I, I don't need to know what they did in the honeymoon suite. I don't need to know what color like, her hair is now. Did I ask for Michelle's ovulation fucking cycle? Did I? I mean, you guys, like, it's really not that hard. We don't want to know her shoe size. We don't want to know where she is quarantining. All we want to know is if this girl has a fucking smile on her face. Dude, I had a thing like this over the summer with Whitney Port. Is that the girl from Whitney Port. Do you remember how twisted I was? She is a classic at rewording your words. If you ask her, like, what color is the sky, she will literally tell you a monologue about the ocean and a thesis paper and a memo about white walls. But this is how, again, like, shitty celebrity interviews became because they thought that they were Putin personified and could fucking stomp all over us. And now, if they're sitting in their quarantine reflecting on the meaning of life and their fucking purpose, I hope that they're thinking 
thinking about the press and thinking, oh, oh my God, wait, like I actually need them now. Really are reconsidering how they treated us and how they need reporters and how they need us to get their message, their promo, their movie, their product, their essential oils, Nick Vial, like whatever it is out there. Totally. So Whitney Port. I interviewed her because she was on a podcast and she... Oh my God, I remember this story. You remember this at the Grove? Yes. She was interviewing Caitlin Carter. Is that her name? The girl who's married to Brody Jenner? And then like hooked up with Miley Cyrus for several months. Whitney Port is a woman who became famous being on a reality show. If you didn't know, it's where the cameras follow you around in your day-to-day life. They live in your pillowcase. They exist in your soap jar. They are hiding in your bra strap. Reality, TV, welcome it, learn it, love it, live it. And so, of course, it was after the whole thing with Caitlyn, who also was on the hills, like hooked up with Miley Cyrus, blah, blah, blah. And they wanted me to ask Whitney about the girl she was having on her podcast about a show, you know, that both made them famous. At a live show, you were attending to cover the exact interview that was taking place before your eye sockets. You guys, you would literally think that I was sitting on Queen Elizabeth's lap asking her for a dissertation on her fucking grandson leaving her in her palace until the end of time. So I begin to ask about Caitlyn and the situation and in a very like roundabout, not abrasive way, maybe like how she felt about it. If she like if they support one another at the time, any advice she had to give her anything like that. They, I was so mortified. Like her publicist, which who I came to find find out was her sister, swooped, oh. swooped the fuck in and took me out like a bulldozer. I was a blade of grass and she was John Deere. It was so humiliating. She was, I don't even remember. I think I have PTSD. She literally just like took a shit on my eyebrows and was like, absolutely not. We're not doing this. We're not going there. And I remember kind of having an attitude because I was like, dude, like this girl got famous being on reality TV. Sometimes you have to fight back. So like our point is that we're just really interested to see how celebrity interviews look after this because are they going to like be nicer? And I think the thing is too, and I know, I think we've touched on this before, but in this world, sometimes celebrities are way nicer. Like A-listers, like class acts are way nicer than reality stars who literally have the platform for being obnoxious. And it's like, they are literally so much more annoying. Think they're the shit if they're on Vanderpump Rules. And the thing is, like speaking of the hills that you just brought up, Whitney Port, it reminded me of Misha Barton. Um, have you interviewed her? California. Sorry, I hope I don't get sued for licensing. But yes, I have interviewed her, Misha Barton, um, from our legendary fave show ever, The OC. Um, Sandy Cohen. Her big comeback after like her crazy ass witch fight with her mom on TMZ. Her big comeback after like weight gain, after weight loss, after drugs, after everything this poor girl has been through and like she still loved. She was supposed to get her big back in action spotlight on the hills this season. So obviously you would think that this girl who's been living under Patrick Starr's house for the past 10 years and is now on a popular MTV reality show being rebooted from the grave, Spencer Pat's dream come true with his crystals on his lap, that she is going to be ready to spill her to tell her story, to be candid on the red carpet at the premiere in June, 2019. I was there. I was present. I watched it. I lived it. And she literally was the last one to show up, came up to me. Her publicist was basically like taking a seat on like my underwear. And she honestly, 
would not answer anything. He kept pushing me and it was only questions. He literally would like only show questions, only like, how inspired are you to get started? It's like, you can't even ask anything about her journey, anything she's going to share. And she said she's going to use this time to be really honest. She really teased that. And then on the show, she was placed as like Audrina's sidekick who just like basically is like a shoulder to cry on. So it's like, even when you think they're going to be candid and they're going to let you into their world and they're going to do something, like they just chicken out. Does it make you think now? Because, like, we're thinking celebrities are all stripped down and shit. Like, they're in their bonds. Granted, like, Cardi B and fucking Kim Kardashian, like, have their whole makeup squads, like, in their ovaries. Oh, Cardi has different nail colors than she did, like, yeah, 20 hours ago. The amount of manicures she's probably hired. Garcetti would literally roll in his grave. Newsome could never. But you do see a lot of celebrities who are doing Zooms and Instagram Lives and shit. And, like, they're kind of, like you know, not with their glam squads and the whole fucking thing. They have like no makeup and their hair and buns and sweats and the whole thing. And it makes you think, okay, now what? So are they going to just like, when this is all over, are they going to go back to hiring like everyone and their fucking mom to pick out their hangnails and their like flyaways? Or will they be a little more down to earth? Will they be like you're saying with Misha Barton? Like, are they going to be stripped down or are they at the end of the day, like they're still actors? Is it all still an act? Like, are they going to pretend to be all stripped down and shit? And then really like go over like talking points with their publicist strips stripping down celebs taylor's old website name tbt what a time but and it also makes me think of the bachelor which is a huge show that gets millions of views that's literally been pushed back like they usually should be filming their bachelorette season right now they're not they usually should be starting to film bachelor in paradise this month they're not so their entire schedule and summer games they're planning god bless this show that mike flies mastermind Chris Jenner style like their whole entire schedule is being pushed back and it's like this is a show that's been running for 20 years consistently on a January bachelorette November bachelor summer paradise so it's like this is affecting everybody and maybe they'll come off their fucking high horse and not be like Nick Vile who has a huge platform and only wants to interview pilot Peter from Delta Airlines about how sad he is that he fucked over two girls and no one wants to be with him and they compared him to cauliflower whatever that means you guys I've interviewed Nick Vile so many times out and I really like Nick a lot like we know each other he's a great guy I DM'd him about our podcast I'm gonna like give you a little guess show of hands who thinks that Nick Vial responded to my DM the girl who got him so many motherfucking stories in us weekly who has their hand up who who my hand could not be further to the floor it is like a skeleton coming out of a grave that wants to just go back and die again I don't know. I just don't know. How depressing is it to not be able to go to a movie like Bachelor Nation? Are you fucking crying that you're not going to be able to watch this like fake overproduced show manipulation? So sorry, guys, rip. But it's also like, like, so sorry you can't watch people make out and tell each other they love each other after two and a half minutes. It's fake. the thing is, like, it also affects the industry. Like, we were talking about this earlier. A lot of shows are actually, like, a lot of MTV shows are bouncing over to ESPN and they're like looking for a network because ESPN has nothing to report other than if like Tom Brady, God forbid, knock on wood, Bible got coronavirus. They literally have nothing to report. And it's the same with like barstool sports. Like literally their entire platform revolves around either talking about dirty sex jokes or talking about football and soccer and whatever boy culture. And it's like, you really can't thrive off of that. So how is that going to adjust? How is like media going to adjust? Like how is dating going to adjust? Like the world like if we are literally going to restaurants and can't be close to each other if we can't go to like sports matches if we can't go to fucking school whether we like it or not the thing is well we should fucking like it because our it pays our goddamn bills or it did before march 15th preach 
celebrity interviews, people are always going to be interested and this shit is never going to go away. So like ideally, what would it even look like to you? I know I don't want to be interviewing people on Zoom. I want to be sitting on their laps. And I also don't want to watch Jason Kennedy talking to me on Zoom about how excited he is to be interviewing Whitney Port for the fourth time that month. Like, I don't care. And it's like brand deals. Why are you advertising those obscure shit? Why are you advertising this perfume? Stuff that I would need to wear in the outside world to live my best life when literally I know nothing other than the confined walls of my own home. Like, what is going to happen with these sponsored things? Like, there's only so many fat fit fun sweatshirts you can wear in quarantine. And on the contrary, I feel like we have to be in person for our jobs for so many reasons. Like, not only to do Taekwondo on publicists like Whitney Port's sister who gives us shit for no fucking reason, but... On the flip side, the amazing connections you do have. Remember my thing? I, I just had it when all the shit was happening with Stacey Dash. You guys, you remember Stacey Dash when shit went down with her the last election because she's a black actress. She was in Clueless, very famous, and she openly like said all of this crazy shit that got her fucking crucified. She was saying that there shouldn't be a BET because it segregates black people and basically saying she supported Trump and all the shit. I think Travis Scott in one of his songs, like Stacey Dash doesn't have a clue. Like she got no. roasted. Roasted for years, okay? Didn't see this girl. Like, this girl after that, you guys, did not come out. She was nowhere to be seen. So right when all this corona shit was going down, I covered an event. It was sponsored by BET and Stacey Dash was there. And I couldn't fucking believe my eyes. And honestly, I respect Stacey so much because she's one of those people who doesn't cave to cancel culture. And she was always like, I fucking mean what I say. I say what I mean. Get with it or get lost. Can I actually say Alicia Silverstone is surprisingly the same way? Oh, she is. I've interviewed her too. I've interviewed her and she will go to pound town about her baby, about her divorce, about yeah. if She's with her ex-husband again, blah, blah, blah. So there is some magic water that Paul Rudd oh. shared with these girls to make them like no. fresh as fuck because they are like thriving and surviving. 100%. And people like Stacey Dash who in cancel culture are going to say crazy outlandish shit and stand by it and not issue a fucking another apology, like blow my brains out. It's like Mother Mary personally gave birth to this lady and I fucking respect it. So when I saw her at this event, obviously she didn't do any red carpet interviews because imagine the question she would get being like the ball sack you have to show up at this event sponsored by BET. So it was this luncheon and I personally was like, I'm dying to talk to this girl on a personal level. Like I have to know what's going through her mind right now. Plot twist. The event was celebrating like black women in entertainment. So you could only imagine like my mind was crisis management team is working overnight. The devil works hard, but they work harder. Olivia Pope. Has been hired. Has been hired. And that bitch has been working overtime for this one. So I was like mulling it over and I'm like, do I go bother her? She's sitting with her publicist who's like literally on her fucking shoulders. I'm like, you know what, Taylor? You may never have this opportunity again. When the fuck are you going to see Stacey Dash? Did you do the famous squat that we've all had to do? We've all done the squat where you're told to go to a table, talk to so-and-so who you can't talk to in public with other people seeing you. So you do the squat. I love the squat. And I pulled the squat so hard. I went up and see, this is where being in person and not on being like an awkward Jimmy Fallon zoom interview works out because I went up to her. I just was so transparent. I was like, look, Stacy, I would love to talk to you. I'm a reporter. I totally get if you don't want to. I was like squatting next to her in this luncheon. They happened to take an intermission. And I was just totally transparent with her. I was like, look, I understand that you get skewered for everything you say and do. Because she was like sort of on the fence. And she like was, she was surprisingly so game. And she was like, 
fucking great. And I asked her about everything. I'm like, you're here at this BET event. Like, do you regret anything you've said? And she was like, honestly, I don't regret anything I've said. And she was so fucking real. And then was this after, on the record too? Like that was like printed and stuff? It was on the record. Yeah. That's awesome. And then off the record, she said something. Obviously, I'm not going to say because it was off the record. But like. Will you tell me later? I'll send you a note. Like we're in fifth grade chemistry class. Love that. Put it in my locker, baby. But basically what she said was along the lines of because of the personal connection. She was like, I'm game. And she was fucking great. And yet again, cancel culture doesn't have a thing on this bitch. She's still to this fucking day was like, I don't regret a thing. So I think like that right there is like my dream of what celebrity interviews would look like moving forward. A, real as fuck. B, they're not issuing new apologies every goddamn day. Like this bachelor man is thinking of the amount of spinoffs he can do. You offend and- one person and you issue a giant ass statement oh. because you can't be politically correct. The ones that don't care and are bold are keeping it real, which is what they claim they're doing on social media. But let's face it. They never do. Like, those are the minority, the ones that are speaking out. And the rest of them are Chrissy Teigen in her kitchen saying, hey, guys, I really want to connect with you. I want to show you how to make my banana bread recipe. All you'll need is coconut milk and then hemp stones from Africa. And then we can just make this amazing recipe. Make sure you get your Madagascar cinnamon vanilla sugar. Like, literally, they could not be more unrelatable. And then you have a few people like Stacey Dash who are literally going to talk the talk, walk the walk. Say what they mean, mean what they say, not be afraid to back it up. Dude, did you even see how Lady Gaga just apologized to Jimmy Fallon for her that awkward interview? No, she apologized. This, they had a Zoom interview, and basically it was before she announced she was do- doing this like big charity benefit. She concert. raised like 30 million, I think. Yeah, like 35 million for Corona. And they were like on FaceTime, and Jimmy Fallon was taping it for his show, and she was all frazzled. It was really awkward. She was like, I can't talk right now, Jimmy. There's just like a lot going on. I can't talk. And he was like, didn't know what the fuck to do. Because the book celebrity who suddenly decides they don't want to talk, like, which that. honestly is like never your fault as the reporter, or never, it's always your fault. I mean, it's always your fault. So, yeah. But like, also, he has nothing to fall back on because he's not like putting his hand in a bucket of worms and like having celebrities guess what it is. Like, it's like a one on one interaction, and it's not all the smoke and mirrors of his show and shit. His producer, who's like on FaceTime, is like, abort, abort. No. So it's just a clusterfuck. He's like, disconnect Jimmy's Wi Fi, a fucking sap. So. Lady Gaga ended up calling him back like a week later, a couple days later and being like, Jimmy, I was so sorry. I just like didn't know all the details of what was going on and yuck, 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 yuck. But again, it's like, I think what it's going to take moving forward, it's like we're still apologizing in this like so, so called like stripped down Zoom era, sitting in our house, messy buns, yada, yada. Stacey Dash, spread your shit to the world, girl. Like that's what we need. We need people who are going to like stand by what they say and not be apologizing even over fucking Zoom. Like... Let's not be apologizing. Just say what you have to say, what you need to say. Here's to the clueless girls who have a fucking clue. That's you, Stacey. I'm talking to you, baby. Yeah, now we're rappers. Get with it. But I think that's what it's going to take moving forward. We're going to somehow have to get to personal connections so I can give Brad Pitt the lap dance. I've been prepping for years. So Sam Hewen and I can have a sleepover and he can wear his kilt and sing Scottish tunes to me. It needs to happen. I mean, there needs to be a change. Maybe this whole pandemic situation is like going to spark the revolution that we need, that we want, that we deserve, that we crave. And we can finally change the dynamic of like this superiority, disgusting feature on the carpet. And we can get back to loving our jobs even more than we do. You know what? You guys are fans. You're invested in these people and you have been for years. You buy tickets to see their movies. You buy subscriptions to watch their shows. You buy posters that you sign and kiss in your room and all of that fucking shit. And you know what? Like, that's why we do this podcast, too, because at the end of the day, you guys deserve 
the real them. Like you deserve to know what's really going on and their real thoughts and everything and not the fucking bullshit. So think about that. I mean, at the end of the day, when this is all said and done, be nicer to us, be more real, quit apologizing. Cause that's not only going to make celebrity interviews more real, but it's going to make cancel culture fucking dissipate and go in a dead, dark grave where it deserves. And maybe next time I, when I see you at the Oscars, I won't try to run away from you and hide. Maybe I'll be like, Oh my God, Daniel Craig. It's so good to see you. Casual high five. He knows me. I know him. There is mutual respect. Okay. Uh, the only person who gives that to me now is Allison Janney. Okay. I want another person <laughs> to like be friendly with me and acknowledge that I'm a human being with blood flowing in my veins. My heart is yeah. working and we are just the same. At the end of the day, we are all humans except for the anteater, awful terrorist who ate a bat in China. The rest of us are just killing the game. And meditate on that, Nick Vial.